You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, uh, as your co-host, it's good to be here. Uh, I, of course, am your, uh, as always, meat-based co-host. I am composed of flesh. Uh, I am most certainly a human. Um, I'm definitely a a person from this planet, and it's uh, it's great to have watched this... um, uh, documentary that we that we observed about your superpowered uh, kin. So uh, I feel like there's a small chance, huh? just a slim one, that yep. you may be an mm-hmm. alien impersonating Ben. Uh, well, I I came from your world. Uh, I came from our world. Uh, this 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 ball of rock, and I'm okay. all right. Well, yeah, look, I look, think they Pokes... need to send you back to classes. <laughs> Pokes, I'm sorry. Look, look, Ben was you know recording a different podcast tonight so he sent me uh the scroll copy of him to do uh this podcast and you know i've only been on earth for like a week so i'm kind of figuring out but i did see the movie and i liked it and also ben's uh uh i don't know what the term is uh life life mate is here uh and i so i thought it'd be rude not to the podcast so we're gonna go ahead and just do the podcast is that all right with you yeah yeah that that's fine i i mean Sarah, are you okay with uh, being with uh, a Ben imposter? I mean, I guess. Do you lie about the after credit sequence of movies to scroll Ben? Uh, I do my research. <laughs> that is a reference to uh, real Ben told Sarah there was no post credit scenes in a Marvel movie and made her leave <laughs> while yeah. watching the movie. Real Ben didn't really like look it up earlier and after the mid credit sequence which is what i'm told it's called um uh that is interrupting these very very uh enjoyable credits i really i really find that annoying i'm trying to figure out who the third grip is and it's like come on get get me out of this sequence with uh with people yelling uh but it it, it turns out that there uh there's a, a second credit sequence after that one that we did not see and we left the theater and we're probably laughed at by a variety of individuals. I, I always, whenever I'm in a mar- when we saw it, like half the theater got up and left, like right at the end of the movie. And I was like, have they never seen one of these movies before? Like, there's obviously something after it, like at least stayed mid credit. There's a lot of people who are not invested in the MCU. So, you know, watching Nick Fury recruit someone else means nothing. I mean, to I think like, yes, like, one of the end, one of the end credits is, uh, is what is Nick Fury like being snapped away? You know, yeah, but and uh, there him these... dropping his little beeper with the Captain Marvel logo. I remember being in the theater and hearing about three quarters of the theater go woo, and a quarter to kind of just like look over their shoulders, like hmm, what's that now? I'm not saying they're all like bangers, you know, but I feel like if you've just sat through two hours of Spider Man, waiting an extra seven minutes to see the things that's setting up the next movie you're gonna watch probably is worth it. I'd make an argument against it, except that uh, I fucked this one up. Isn't that right? Yeah. Because, well, <laughs> there was, it did bring to mind something that I had mentioned about the movie we can cover later, about Nick Fury and whatever the fuck Colby Smolder's name is. Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boring. Um, they were boring. acting real weird, <laughs> and I thought that they probably weren't real for the entire movie, possibly. Um, talk about that more later. Yeah, there's a lot about like what. But <laughs> yeah, apparently, according to the after credit sequence, 
Nick Fury was being, uh, he was a scroll named Talos impersonating him, so real Nick Fury could be on a beach somewhere, I it's guess? It's two levels of it's, deception. He's watching yeah. a beach on a spaceship, and then he gets oh, up, and he's like, okay. in like the landing bay in a Hawaiian shirt, and he's like, alright, let's get to work, somebody find my shoes. And that's just how the, the that's just how it ends. Vacation ever it, being on a spaceship looking at a beach. I also like the thing that gets me with it is is like they're setting up something, but I'm like the only thing they could be setting up that like comic story wise would be Secret Invasion, which is the scroll or the bad guys in that they've been kill like they've been capturing superheroes, putting them in suspended animation, and then resuming their lives as scroll, and it's like a huge deal. So I was like, but aren't the scroll and the MCU good guys? So I don't understand what they're setting up. Oh, I know what they're setting up. I have my notes right here that I took at work today. <laughs> oh, that's my kind of that's my kind of employee. Now, j- j- just uh, to clarify, you don't work with Kevin Feige or anything, right? No, no, no. All right. I was bored at work sitting at the public desk at the library, <laughs> and so I wrote down my thoughts about the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, beautiful. Um, this I... note says, blatant grab at a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie how people fit in after the blip they're setting up a stupid fucking shield movie you think they're setting I up don't, a, a, a... I, I just figured they've got to be setting up something bigger than that because uh if you well nick fury kept whining the entire time like oh no and like all my contacts are gone after the blip Blah. that no right. one tells me anything anymore. he's got to rebuild Blah. shield that yeah. was sort of something that i thought was weird when he was just like all the superheroes are gone and you're like but wait no they're not all of them but four of them are gone. <laughs> like, you just lost the ones whose contracts expired. <laughs> so, all of, like, War Machine's still around, Black Widow's still around, uh, a smart Hulk is still around, Doctor Strange is still around. Like, they mentioned three people, and they're like, well, that's it, that's all the Avengers. It's like, no, I saw that last movie. There's, like, 48 of them now, and they're all well, hanging I mean, around. To, to do the rundown, we lost Cap, Widow, and Iron Man, at the, at oh, the that's end. right. I forgot Widow is gone. Yeah, yeah. So that leaves us with and, Smart Hulk. And Thor's who's, technically arm gone. Was like, Thor's technically gone on, like, you know, uh, off, off world. Uh, he's uh, on a sabbatical. He's on a sabbatical. Uh, Hulk got, like, permanently injured. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got uh, a bum wing. He's got a bum wing. He's got a bum wing. Uh, although his, you know, his mental faculties are still there. Uh, and then uh, 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 Captain Marvel. Left. Is, I, I don't know if she, she's not she, typing the Avenger. She she has to be like, she has to be conveniently conveniently written out of this story. This uh, this all of them as much as she can yeah. because if she shows up in any of the movies, she just ends the problem. Yeah. And more important than that, you know, Thanos was like rolling around the galaxy gathering stones, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, Marvel was out. Yeah, that is something that is like something. somebody pointed out that like she was like, well, I didn't know this was happening, and they were like, but wait, Thanos was out in the galaxy, not on Earth. He only came to Earth at the very end to get the last stone. So like, why didn't you just kill him at any point in time? Because he was also flying around murdering halves of plants. And I was yeah, like, lots wait, of, you lots make a great point. She's the worst, <laughs> worst police, uh, space police officer ever. She let the Her one villain live. Is challenging. And this is why I did not see Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but you mean Captain Deus Ex Machina? Yeah. To get back to my original point about Ben's big liar face in the after credit sequence. Yes, he is a big liar face. I feel like we might be working through some things in your marriage right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reminder, not my marriage. Nick Fury was being, uh, was a scroll who was like 
posturing as Nick Fury, and his name is Talos. I guess he's from Captain Marvel, and like he's yeah. actually like a character from like comic books and stuff like that. I had yes. to look up who he is. But I found out that he is famous for not having the ability that all Skrull apparently have, <laughs> which is to be able to shapeshift into anything they want. So this person, or alien who's famous for not being able to shapeshift is apparently just magically shapeshifting now i have no idea and then i i guess i didn't see none of us saw captain marvel which is ironic for a, a podcast about comic book movies none of us saw it uh oh well but it, it was bad timing with when it came out to Endgame, and i very rarely see movies in theaters so it's it's i, I it's like three a year but it sort of leads to the question is like how long has this guy been Nick Fury? Is it recent or since it's has it been since the nineties? Right. How long has Talos been? Because it has to be recent because he seems like a fucking moron in this. Like, like Sarah said, at it, it, one point I was like, "This is really weird." It's like whoever knew who Nick Fury was in the previous movies forgot and just wrote him as like a like Q from James Bond, like comedy relief. Like he he's really weird and kind of whiny and he doesn't seem cool or in charge of himself well, and the, the more important thing is that he doesn't seem to have a grasp on what's going on which is like a nick fury edge that he always has yeah uh, save for a few choice moments um but he doesn't quite have it in this one which i guess is explained by a post-credit sequence which uh, this gets into a our larger problem we should start off saying because we've not really established it um I think all of us like this movie. Yes, right? I enjoyed it quite a okay. lot. Okay, so to be clear, because we're starting off with gripe, so it makes it seem like we're about to go on for a 45 Well, I feel like you're ruining of Sarah's enjoyment of the movie at the end. <laughs> She's covered that, that, the podcast. That is pretty great, but uh, 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 what, what I was, was getting at is like these movies, the, uh, the MCU movies, have a framework that I have found to be troublesome at times, particularly with this movie. Uh, and I think that was made evident by the fact that a crucial, <laughs> a crucial <laughs> uh, linchpin in Nick Fury's arc in this film, or what we think is Nick Fury's arc in this film, uh, is explained by a sequence that can only be seen if you wait for a for a small video s- a snippet at the end of the credits. It's odd. It, it is odd, but again, like at this point, I feel like. It's just accepted that Marvel movies don't end until the the final trailer rolls, and it's like you know, no person in this re- it was based on a real person, that that sort of thing. But like, it is odd though that they kind of do all this stuff and they're setting up something, but at the same time they're like, I don't know. It was kind of weird because before this movie came out, they really sold it to be like this is the in- end of the Infinity Saga. So like the yes. first twenty four whatever movies of the Marvel universe are the Infinity Saga. They're all building towards that end, towards Endgame. And this is supposed to be, like, the epilogue. But the epilogue has, like, really nothing to do with the end of the Infinity Saga and doesn't really set up a new saga. It's just like a a movie that has references to everything that happened before. It's kind of like... It's it's a good movie, but they build it up to be something that I don't think it is. It... It has to do with all the Marvel movies do, which was do housekeeping on the universe a little bit. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The, the the crux of Mysterio has very little to do with wrapping up what happened with Thanos. Especially because like the thing that would have set it up, Mysterio's whole like the multiverse, which uh, according to the San Diego Comic-Con, I think that's like the name of the new Doctor Strange movie is something about the multiverse. 
But in this, they're like, oh, it's not real. So I was like, what a bizarre premise to be like, this is setting up the next thing. But it's totally not this multiverse thing. Because we just made that up. And then like two weeks later, they're like, by the way, one of these movies has multiverse in the title. And you're just like, well, I don't understand what the fuck's going on there. (laughs) Like... It's very, it's very weird uh, that they, like, both set up and are like, no, not that, though. Yeah, I was really excited when they brought up the multiverse, and I thought maybe it was, like, a real thing for, like, a hot minute. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, there, maybe they'll do, like, something with, like, the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. like, bring Miles Morales mm-hmm. over and stuff and have, like all the people together in like mm-hmm. one thing like the would not be action. out of out, out of question for comic books who love to do that crazy ass shit yeah yeah and it, it already worked as a cartoon but then apparently it doesn't exist for real because it was all just like made make make believe or it, yeah it's all it, it's all a fake origin story that is later going to be proved to be on the nose yes <laughs> i don't know which is the thing that gets me is like all right if it is fake and they made that up they happen to guess the real thing, which is that there is a multiverse. Because, <laughs> like, if that's going to be the plot of the Doctor Strange movie, the somebody should hire that, that writer to tell them what's going to happen in the Marvel Universe. The only tieback is that at the end, uh, when Mysterio is having his final moment, he, uh, he his big his big line is that people will believe anything now, which I think is a really cool uh, thing to establish. Because if you're going to be a fucking weird ass villain. Now's the time because, yeah. <laughs> because you could, you could give yourself any origin story, uh, based on any kind of tech or any kind of weirdness and people will buy it because, uh, you know, half, half the universe was snapped out of existence yeah, by a giant purple man. With people a, were no with longer shiny credulous. Gloves, so. <laughs> yeah. It was the sort of like a message too. that was like a kind of a down. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the movie proper because yes. like I said, we both, we, uh, all three of us, uh, definitely enjoyed ourselves. Uh, although I, I will say that one of my reactions coming out of it was that it was charming but busy. Mm-hmm. Um, they cram a lot a in. Bit, I, I felt a little bit uh, the way I felt. Actually, this is not a reference I'm trying to make um, uh, in, 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 uh, to insult it, but I felt this kind of the same way about parts of uh, Aquaman, uh, the Aquaman episode we just did, where like the first act of Aquaman is like, boy, are you ready don't, to get... Don't to, insult Spider-Man. Like <laughs> yeah, I know. That is a bridge story. too far. Better unplug something. I, yeah. Sorry, the up's a little janky. Um, are, are you ready to get backstory? Are you ready to get uh, uh, lots and lots of new characters, uh, things to be concerned about, uh, plot devices like like the um, like the uh, the uh, oh shit, what's the woman's name? Uh, the glasses. Uh, oh yeah, what was it? I forget what it was. Irma or something? No. There's gonna be a million people. Oh, very very angry. Uh, there's something I, I thought they didn't cover though in in the movie at all is they never once brought up that Nick Fury or that uh, Tony Stark was dead. I'm just kidding. It, it happens every I four seconds. Like <laughs> they did. What are you talking about? They bring it up nonstop in every place they go in Europe. For somewhat for some reason they paid like a super nice graffiti artist to spray paint a gigantic image of just Iron Man. Like other people died during that. Sorry, so just to weird. just to calm all the podcast listeners down, Edith. Edith, I knew it began with Edith. an E. I thought you were talking about a real person. You may now Instead stop. The lady with the glasses. You may lady in the glasses or whatever is the best description I was coming up with at the time. Um, but like, what I was trying to get at was that the first the, the first episode has all this MCU housekeeping, 
It's got all this establishment of where Peter's at, where Aunt May is at, with this sort of like pseudo relationship. It's going to drop in, you know, this this mega computer, this like Ultron level device that that is able to like yeah. run like all of Stark Industries' uh, uh, defense network. It's going to drop in the elementals. It's going to drop in Mysterio. It's got a, a love story. It's got a sub love story joke with you know. I mean, it, there's just so much going on and. Those individual elements, like what I was talking about with Aquaman, like where we liked a lot of the things independently, um, are just – there's so many of them that I feel like no set piece in this movie is allowed to have more than four lines of dialogue. Like They, they, they exchange a couple lines, and then it's like, no, next fucking scene, we got to go. Well, I feel uh, like it kind the, of just felt rushed I, at times. I feel like it's fine up until like the Mary Jane – peter scene on the bridge and then they were just like oh my god it's an hour and 20 minutes into this movie we only have 40 minutes to wrap up everything we wrote because it's like from that moment on it's like at a breakneck speed to just be like all right let's explain everything that's happening and it's sort of like weird how quickly they're like all right uh we now know that uh mysterio is just faking it uh mary jane knows that he's spider-man uh, he has to call happy uh he's a lot of troubles going on there's gonna be a giant event he gave away edith but we gotta wrap all this up and like in the last 40 minutes they wrap up so much stuff yeah that it's like it, it's it, kind of a bummer because a lot of the moments sort of are just lost we don't get to savor a lot of the big deals that happen in this movie like the fact that even more people know spider-man's identity fucking everyone i mean obviously the the, the mid-credit sequence makes this even worse but Fucking everyone has yeah. got a hook on who Spider-Man is. I think that like Darren guy <laughs> that was in the movie that he that he was his like uh his competitor for uh Mary Jane's interest. Uh I think he even I think he was out. piecing it together. Well, I did like that, you know, that he was like, I can't let people see me as Spider-Man, and then I was just like, Okay, just put it on a black outfit doesn't make you any less Spider-Man. Like you're still cleaning the walls oh, and shooting webs. Trash. Yeah, shooting <laughs> webs. <laughs> I, w- I will yeah. enjoy that 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 now in the future when you have <clears throat> pardon me when you have like Spider-Man video games that they're gonna have to add like a DLC Night Monkey costume. Yeah, I did like how dumb the name was, which is always great. Uh, there was also uh, I don't know. Did you guys? What did you think of the twist? <clears throat> that mis- wait, 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 which twist? <laughs> well, I get to me. There's only one real twist, which is Mysterio it's 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 basically mysterio's original origin which is he fakes a bunch of things happening he yes. saves the day and he's a hero i this is just on a, like a much grander scale than him robbing a bank in the background I, i'm a big fan with what they did with with, with a few quick caveats and i, I don't want to monopolize the conversation but i wanted to say because i was talking to sarah about this when we left that i you know i'm a huge fan i i of spider-man comics i've read a ton of like you know those essential books back in the day like uh, and so Mysterio's origin, especially, is so fucking hilarious because he literally uses smoke and mirrors. Not yes. not figuratively, like literally. Yeah, he's, he's an just old school special effects guy. Smikes, a smoke, lights, and mirrors, which is just delightful for a fucking villain. Just a fishbowl head and a bunch of fucking flashing lights <laughs> and a fog machine, and you're like, boom, villain. Love that. And it's a great way to use the vision tech, this sort of like uh, the barf tech, excuse me, uh, to to uh, to bring us in like the modern century and allow it to do big things. Uh, I thought that was really clever. And so the twist didn't obviously get me. Probably didn't even get you. No, right? I think because you also know Mysterio. I'm, I'm I'm gesturing at my wife and you can't see. Oh, uh, but, 
but because even you who have may not have read as much Spider-Man as me, you're familiar with Mysterio as being that kind of guy, right? He's like a bad dude. But right, but I his his bit being how he was going to end up. So were you surprised by it being all faked out? The way it was faked, I was surprised by. But you knew, knew that something was, was I knew fishy. That it wasn't that it wasn't what he was presenting it as. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the whole like drones and the like barf technology with like the holograms and everything, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Pogues, now obviously you were familiar with Mysterio going in, so was there any kind of uh, surprise uh, to how this was working? Uh, at one point, I was like, wait, are they really just going to have Mysterio be from... Because I'm like, that's such a bizarre... And I was like, well, maybe they're going to change it where he's like still evil, but he is from another dimension. I was like, that's silly. And then when they were in the bar, I thought I had come up... I came up with what I think was a cleverer way for him to get control of the Edith system versus Peter just giving it away to a person he had just met which is, which is again that's that, my that's my only real problem with the movie is is in, in like and he is a dumb teenager again but the he's problem smart, with it is but he's dumb. is if like if it had just been him and tony were the only two superheroes it would make sense but there's so many other people he could have given the glass like why wouldn't he have just given them to the hulk he knows the hulk he knows he's super smart he could have given him the Doctor Strange. You know, I mean, there's like I get not giving him to Nick Fury because Nick Fury is a like an assassin, but he knows so many other people. Like, why not give him to Old Man Cap? You know, what I mean, like it's just so he's weird. He, he would just pick this random dude he's known for like twenty six hours, or, or, or giving them to uh, uh, giving them to, to the new Captain America, who yeah. I, who's been uh, who has reached a level of respect to get there. You, you think, yeah, you're right. There there would be more thought into it, but. I don't totally dismiss the idea that he would he would opt this man into that level of except um, for the, of involvement if if the movie had time. Yeah, again, yeah. I guess that doesn't. is the problem. They 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 do one fight and he's like, you know what, you're a good guy. Exactly. And it's yeah, like they don't uh, have time. And I thought what they were originally doing when the woman comes up and she's like, oh, did you drop your glasses? I was like, oh shit, I know what he's gonna do. He's created a fake pair of glasses. And he's got the tech that when he puts them on, they're going to read Peter's retina. And they're going to be able to then use the retina to hack into Edith. And that's how he's going to get control of it. And Peter's not going to know that he has control of it. And I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. But then when Peter was just like, here, you can have it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying like mine was like a genius idea. Because it was pretty, you know, a pretty easy get, like grift or whatever but like when he just gave them to him i was like oh, this is a bizarre choice because it would have been funny if they cut to him like planning to do that but instead he's like whoa <laughs> yeah then he just hands them to me he's like oh shit these are just my glasses i actually it's a gag but yeah i just thought that was like kind of in i or if they'd even been like once peter left if he had been like holy shit i can't believe he just gave them to me like i yeah, had like yeah, a whole so- thing for like two weeks planned out and he was like, I guess we don't have to do any of that. That would have been something. Because to me, it was just so weird. Because there's 24 other movies that set up this huge universe with all these characters. And just because Tony's dead, he's like, well, I, got, I don't know any other superheroes. I mean, he's got to go get his dick wet. So he's like, desperate to like... I mean, I get it. To someone else. I uh, do get I'm it. Not... Mary Jane's real cute in this movie. She sure is. Uh, uh, ben, and just oh, wait. Note. Thank God Thank God, this is Scroll Ben. <laughs> Because real Ben's already sleeping on the couch for the the no post credit scene thing, but now he's coming on to Mary Jane. Side note, just real quick here, 
every all the main characters' performances were fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There is like a genuine chemistry between Tom Holland, Spider Man, and Zendaya's like Mary Jane. Like there is so much to to to, to, to like give thumbs up for. And and Jake Gyllenhaal plays a plays it kind of a smarmy asshole a lot better than I thought he would. I don't know. It just I, mean, uh, I think that's what he always Gyllenhaal is though. Is a smarmy asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I agree but, with Sarah. Honest, I don't think it was a stretch. The one thing I wanted to add on is that uh, I think another, and again, this wasn't given enough time to marinate, but I think the, con- the conceit was there, was that uh, Peter's also desperate for a replacement father figure. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, uh, cold-ass uh, Nick Fury is not that. But this sort of warm, sit with you on the rooftop and talk about girls guy is is filling that space. He is getting into that uh, that that respected role. And, and and so those things do, you know, that equation does equal that move, but maybe not that quickly. You know, that's the real yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I about, think that's probably... It's been the... like 16 hours. <laughs> yeah. Since he, he, it hasn't even been like 24 hours since he got the glasses, I think, at that point. <laughs> He's just sort of like, well, off they go. Um, yeah, it is weird. Like, that. that's what I mean. Is like, I just wish... And you're probably right. They just had to kind of rush to get there, and they wanted to do so much other stuff, and... They needed to get to as many European cities as possible to get a larger uh, yeah. overseas Jesus. <laughs> box office. Well, I also see, too, he just kind of wants to get rid of them because he doesn't trust himself. He almost, like, drone like, strike yes, one of does. his, like, classmates. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like, oh, shit, I'm a dum-dum. Yeah, that is true. That, I'll give you that, Probably too. Probably shouldn't be in charge of this. Uh, just in general, I think, uh, maybe Tony made a bad call. <laughs> Yeah, it might be questionable. I would have given it to Maria Hill, maybe. I, or just maybe, like, my wife, because his wife is still alive. Oh, right, right, right. Who seems to have, who has shown good judgment. She ran a billion-dollar company, and uh, she's stuck with him, and she seems to be pretty smart, and she wears the yeah. Ironheart suit, and maybe just she's let her control. Drone to, uh, to to yeah, drone striking a, a, now, a so. random nation of spite. Yeah, yeah or, or like even like your best friend who is like in the military and understands the cost of life and uh, that sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. So something I want to talk about that we didn't get totally into is uh, the Mysterio, uh, the, the term of Mysterio when they sort of take the curtain down on his whole um, projector monster business, which I thought was really cool a really cool design that there's these sort of like uh multi-purpose projector drones that have like a kinetic blast and what i think are like energy guns because yeah they don't seem to be like real guns because they hit peter once or twice and he doesn't seem to like take around well there's yeah there's that's how that's right yeah there's bullets Uh, and then like a shockwave gun that shoots like air to create like the effect fire on some of them yeah uh yeah to to which is what how they're able to generate the the fire demon kind of creature. Um, Thank God though that nobody like who was in one of those disasters was inside like ran past that thing and lived and was just like I ran past its leg and I, I accidentally phased into it. It was just a giant thing of drones. <laughs> like nobody question, made yeah, it through the, there. The, the physical contact in general. The, what's funny about that is is what you described. I think is less likely than uh, no one touches uh, one of the blank Mysterio. Spaces? Oh yeah. Mis- Mysterio when he's flying around because anytime he's in the air that is a fake Mysterio because real Mysterio can't fly and he's not being he's not using like uh he's not so when he like flies up on the roof and sit next to Peter I don't know like I I think that whole thing is fake I don't think he's there at all 
I, I believe if you have like uh, the, the sort of like weird textured, you know, spinning air elemental, I don't think anyone would look at that from a distance and be like, that looks suspicious because of the pixels, you know? Yeah. I don't think anyone would pick up on that. I think the explosions and like the concussion coming off those drones would all be a, a very convincing imagery. But like most special effects, the closer you get, the harder it is to mask. Yeah. The So I think when he's sitting literally like closer than Sarah and I are right now at this recording booth, uh, talking to Peter, you know, I can't. I have a hard. I have a hard time picturing in my head that that's really just two drones humming. Yeah, inside each other, way. and they also feel it's, too thick to be like to form a person. Yeah, it's 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 hard for me to put it in my head that that's what's happening, and that Peter's looking directly at it and getting not and not getting any indication that there's like no shadow. There would be like a shadow. Yeah, right? yeah. There would be like a lot of things yeah. that wouldn't be there. The sound of him but sitting then, down. Later on, uh, when he's consumed by the drones, it it seems like, you know, it seems to it seems to reconfigure the entire reality around him. So you have yeah. to kind of, I guess, let some disbelief go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that part is insane. It's an it's a movie where aliens exist. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess maybe we're diving a little too deep on hologram tech. The one guy's armor is contained as liquid robots inside of a little box he sits on his chest. I guess, yeah, oh, maybe on. holograms are real. That's bullshit. Like any fantasy stuff, the even if the conceit is insane, we like to set rules to how these things work because we like to like to play with those rules. That's how that's how you, that's how fiction works. I mean, hologram technology right now in the real world is pretty pretty good. I mean, right, not, not that good. Yeah, of course, but of course. If you watch Parks and Rec, that hologram little Sebastian's pretty damn good. <laughs> Don't know if you want to use a TV show as your reference, because that might have just been a CGI creation, too. Shh, shh. I just wanted to bring up this. R.I.P. Yes. 10,000 10, candles in the wind. Um, but, uh, uh, Sarah, I remember you saying that you, uh, when we left the film, we were having a discussion uh, about it, and I remember you just saying that you just kind of found the whole uh, summer vacation plotline just kind of adorable i liked i liked the beginning a lot before like the real fighting started that was my favorite it just seemed like a teen movie, before the superhero why, part started yeah, yeah that's why like i didn't have a problem with like how fast everything was moving mm-hmm. because you've ever been on like you've been on like school trips like that before like yeah. that is like you like one day you're here and next day you have to like fuck off to another location and then a bing bang boom like it's just moving 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 yeah, like five countries and, in a week is not would not be crazy on a school trip. Yeah. Yeah. So like I didn't really have a problem with the pacing in the beginning so much, um, but yeah, just Nick Fury pissed me off. Really? Knowing knowing now that he's apparently some dumb alien pretending to be Nick Fury makes a little more sense. Um, I'm pretty sure Colby Smolders only said two lines the entire movie. She kind of just like yeah. powered around and said nothing. To be fair, though, that's pretty. That's pretty standard for Maria Hill's character. I don't really quite know she what she does like in most of these lines. films. The only thing that I remember her saying for the entire movie was at the end, where Nick Fury is like, "Oh, like they're like trying to explain like why Nick Fury like believed Mysterio at all to begin with," and he's like, "Oh, I didn't believe him. I didn't trust him right away." And she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you did." literally the only thing i remember her saying yeah she doesn't have a lot to do in any of these movies which is weird because in the comics she's dick fury's replacement for like a long period of time she runs shield and she's also a bad guy for a while um 
what's also insane is that this, this Maria Hill, fake Maria Hill and Nick Fury combo are so bad at their jobs that not only did they buy into a villain's uh, fake premise as a hero and had no misgivings about it, um, but that when when Peter is, joins them to help out, they insist that he abandon his identity to not just this guy, but like all the people in the room, which seemed, uh, I don't know, well, lackadaisical I, with his I thought identity. The, I thought the bigger thing, which is I, probably something that Sarah, when she was saying how annoying he is, is like, Peter's like, I just want to stay on my trip. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, well, I'm going to get that guy's entire school trip to go to uh, Prague yeah, or wherever time. they need to go. So that Spider-Man can fight this thing. And it's like, you're putting the lives of like 18 extra children at risk. Just you. And it's like, where is Ant-Man? There are other superheroes. You can't keep pretending like they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's strange because it seems like this movie is specifically deciding that we are not bringing any heroes into this movie. Yeah. And like, we're not doing any, any, any blending in of other heroes. And for the most part, maybe, you can accept it in the other movies, you know, like Ant-Man movies and stuff. You're like, okay, this is sort of like a localized thread. It's small, but like this involved, but also like involved shield. And it's like, well, Shield would be the group that I understand. Like Ant-Man can't be like, well, let me try calling war machine and see if he's free. And if he can come and show up, like shield literally could call any of the superheroes and be like, the world's about to end. And they'd be like, Oh, I guess that's sort of our jam, isn't it? So that's why I, Go ahead. Maybe it can be kind of explained away by now the knowledge of the fact that they are not actually Maria Hill. And yeah, I guess maybe that's supposed to be the point. And you have to watch the after credits. That was my point earlier. Makes sense. Yeah. The fact that like is, I guess is, maybe is... this Talos guy doesn't know who Ant Man is and couldn't just call him up. But again, the premise is we don't know that. Yeah, you just it's... think that Nick Fury is a dumbass who is being a big old jerk for no reason. Yeah, it's and... part of the awkwardness of being an MCU movie is you have to you have to sort of construct you have to take your your plot elements and divide them evenly uh, amongst a, a very busy film, and then like also save a few nuggets for the credit sequence. Like it's like it's like a lot of the way, like you have to piecemeal your story a little bit. All they had to do was like one time after he talked to Peter Parker after he left the room, have them like transform back into their original form, and we would have been like, oh, I get it. It would have been fun if there was more suggestions that there was something up. I guess I guess there the is. Well, I mean. Like his incompetence like weird ticks or something someone did point something out in the trailer uh uh for this film which i watched a number of times so i'm very excited uh uh you know when nick fury is kind of giving the, the the briefest of brief explanations of what's going on with these elementals um he says uh you know he's not from in the trailer he says he's not from our world and in the film he actually says he's not from your world um that's they changed the line uh, no. in the film. That's and I interesting. I think it was intentional to be a little a little tag towards what's happening. Well, I also but think that's like maybe the only one I could find. Well, there's also that when he's talking about where he's like, "What about Thor?" and he's like, "He's off planet," and he's like, "What about Captain Marvel?" and he's like, "Don't invoke her name or something." You know, they have some connection. Oh, yeah. So I was like, looking back, I was like, "Oh, maybe that's supposed to be something." That but was yeah, that was something I noted too that he seemed really against like having captain marvel come 
which was weird to me because at the end of the other Avengers movie before Infinity War, or maybe it wasn't, I can't remember which the title was, <laughs> Captain Marvel calls Nick Fury on the phone yeah. and he's about to answer when... This is like the snap. beeper sequence. Yeah. yeah, he goes to contact her when the snap happens. Yeah. So it is, and that's where I'm confused by, I'm like, when is, did Nick Fury get replaced? Was like, was it back in the 90s? Was it after that? I And so that's just like, I guess that's like maybe interesting, but like, I also don't care. Because like, they just introduced all this stuff. And maybe if I'd seen Captain Marvel, I'd care a little more, but... I just am like, oh, okay, I guess they're doing the scrawl. And that's not something I'm particularly interested in. I had kind of hoped that they were going to do Kang the Conqueror, you know? Like, give me a big bad instead of more just generic alien sort of things. Before we get too far, I think there's a couple other concepts that I want to talk about. Uh, A big one is that a a huge chunk at the beginning of the movie centers around explaining what life is like around the blip. Yeah. term that I liked less and less the more people said it. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually kind of like the snap just fine. I don't know why we need to rebrand it. Um, it is weird because, like, you think that the story of what happened with Thanos would have made it among the survivors. Like, well, he yeah, snapped they, everybody out of existence. They treat it in the film like it's, like, a weird, uh, a weird oddity that happened. You know, and I wonder how much people actually know about Thanos. It's those crazy Generation Z kids just coming up with their own words for everything. <laughs> it's it's all the millennials call it the snap, but those high schoolers—they're all about the blip. It's an insane thing on their Snapchat to try. stories. <laughs> it's an ins- nice. Uh, it's an insane thing to try and like uh, wrap your head around the idea that like it's all TikTok now, buddy. It's uh, all TikTok. Oh yeah, I'm, see that's how old I am. Aunt May suggests that when she was returned that she ended up in her apartment, which was now actually somebody else's apartment. And they talk about the charity organization that's trying to replace people who were lost their homes mm-hmm. to people who moved in after they quote unquote died. That is bonkers to try and put your head around. Not just the people like high school students were shifted around in their positions. Yeah. Yeah. Now school. like now people who are in eighth grader or seniors in high school. That's, that's pretty crazy. But the idea like, that you just you don't own your home anymore. That your job isn't there anymore. Yeah, that like that your bank account you would have been. To, your bank account would be gone. People that you were married to are now remarried. They joke later that uh, 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 Flash can't drink because even though you know his, his birth says his ID that. says one thing, he's a blip guy. So it's got to actually be a different age. But is it? I mean, it's 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 insane. Could you imagine working at any state? funded like any government agency trying to sort the sort of like the irs situation oh yeah end of the last avengers movie that was like what was yeah. right in my mind i was like oh Me too. shit like people are coming back now but they've been gone for five years like yeah we actually happen i think in our end game episode me and you bring up the fact is like what happened if like in five years that's a long period of time people definitely remarried so it's like that's super fucked up or yeah, like we talked about we talked about like when this trail the trailer for this movie came out, you know, all of Peter's classmates that we were previously aware of appear to be the same age. So we're like They all snapped up, yeah. Snap and of course they did, but but yeah, that, that was a, that well, was at a least at least had. the four at least the four main ones, Mary Jane, Flash, right. Ned, and Peter. Yes. And and speaking of Betty, which and Betty. Betty Oh, and Betty. Well no, because Betty I think is younger in the first movie. No, because she would have to be out of high school. Yeah, so she'd well, have to Wouldn't that be creepy? For you, you know, if you, if like uh, one minute you knew someone that was five years your junior, especially in like high school. Yeah, well, what's, what's the tool guy? Yeah, they actually bring that up. Get 
get between Peter and MJ. Yeah, like, well, he was, yeah, he was younger, he now was he's like older. a little baby boy. Isn't that and weird? Then, to... <laughs> like, he's all of a sudden anyway. this, like, giant, like, bulky dude. Yeah. But I really did like the, pr- I like the way that they presented it, like, the mm-hmm. whole, like, with Betty Brant, like, doing, like, her um, school, like, show thing, her school news show. Yeah, like, like they brought that back. news. Yeah, that, that, that's a joke that worked very well in Homecoming that they, they definitely stuck with. And I, I gotta say, I'm with Sarah. I really enjoyed the non-superhero part of the movie. Like, a lot. Which is yeah, rare, because usually in these sure. kind of movies, I, I'm, like, sometimes, like, I don't I don't need, like, a background story to be... Well, it it, but this one was good, great. and I enjoyed it. Ned is fantastic. Ned, But I felt like they didn't Ned give Ned... Love. He found love and then lost it, but at least he had it. <laughs> yeah, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Uh, but you're right, folks. Uh, Ned doesn't have a lot to yeah, do. Yeah, I feel like he was so just kind of tossed in. in. Chair. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of, the stuff with Mary Jane is, is good, but they kind of rush it. And there's like this weird, did you notice the weird Fleisch subplot that never goes anywhere? Which is... Where his parents don't love him? Yeah. When when when, so when Peter puts on the glasses, I didn't know this. My brother saw the movie with me and he pointed it out. He said, did you notice that Fleisch's text message that Peter can read says like, hi mom, I haven't heard from you and dad since I left on the trip. Is everything okay? And then when he goes to get picked up, it's his driver, and he said, mother couldn't make it, and he's like, no. And I was like, oh, this is weird. And then they just, that was just it. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess Flash has a rough life. Like a bigger part in the Do you next, think Flash is working towards being some sort of villain? Maybe? Well, I don't know. In in the comics... Isn't he like a hero or a villain in the comics? Well, in the comics, Flash he is... always hates Peter Parker. Flash is like an astronaut at fucking some point, because... No, he ends up <laughs> becoming a... He's either in the army or the marines, and he loses his legs in the Iraq War, and they they turn him into Agent Venom. And so while he's wearing the Venom suit, he has legs, but when he's not, he's a double amputee. I mean, turn evil for legs. No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Every comic book character gets like, uh, even if they're just a side character, like during the comics in the seventies. By the time we hit the nineties. Something terrible has some happened to the wackiest shit that you've ever heard of. It's like if you ever if you want to ever want to see like characters like background characters' lives destroyed, read Daredevil. Every person he walked past in the seventies, their life is just decimated. Even like his, the love of his life ends up becoming like a porn star drug addict who sells him out, all because she dated Matt Murdock. I mean, he must be the worst boyfriend. But I I thought that was just kind of weird that that was kind of thrown in there, and it was like, oh, okay. I guess that's maybe setting up for something in the next movie. Yeah, I think they're probably going to give him a bigger part in the next movie, so they're trying to redeem him a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if they're setting up since... He's kind of a dick in the first one. Yeah, and he's kind of a dick in this one. Although, I do like they they really bring up how much he loves Spider-Man, which is true. Passion defense of Spider-Man, and then immediately afterwards just is like a asshole to Peter. <laughs> I, I was bummed out that Hannibal Burris wasn't the other teacher on the trip because I, I like their science teacher so awesome. who had been on JB, there. But JB Smooth. JB and I liked, I liked him great. too, but I kind of wish they would have brought Hannibal Burris in just because he was really funny in the first one. You can tell that they probably didn't expect to have this much teacher in the next movie. Yeah. But after the success of Martin Starr in Homecoming, he's so good in that was, first one. He was so good, and he's good in this one too. I love, I love his his character. Oh, oh yeah. Perfume. Uh... Yeah, when he freaks out, the perfume <laughs> allergy was such a sequence. And then him and Peter listening to like he's like, "Ooh, you have a headphone splitter. We can watch it together." <laughs> so nice. And I love. 
I love small things like Peter flipping through the movies and there's some like sappy documentary about Iron Man. And he just goes, oh. <laughs> like it just yeah. turns it off. <laughs> that that was still probably my favorite part. I like I said, I saw it with my brother and my friend Victor. And like midway through the movie, he leaned over and he was like, I think Tony Stark must have died in one of the other movies. Is like a joke because like even when they get to Prague or Romania or something, there's just a giant wall with a painting of Tony Stark. And I was like, this yep. is, I mean, I get like he saved the day, but. How much do you know what happened at the end when they, everybody got He's snapped back? basically like Jesus Christ now. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, so speaking of uh, the, like, you know, Peter storyline, him and Mary Jane end up getting together after Mary Jane figures out that he's Peter Parker and then she tells him that the real reason she was following him or staring at him all the time was because she liked him and she can't uh, meet people, which was, like, nice but they wrap it up so quick. Like she's like five miles away from him and just runs to a bridge. And is like, by the way, I like you. Let's kiss. Okay. Bye. I thought that was really weird. How quick it wrapped up that. And the fact Peter walks around forever without his mask, on. <laughs> like in the so middle of a disaster area, like so many police would be there. It's the whole movie too. Like in the very beginning when he is in the, uh, the, the, what is it? What is it? His like, uh, Iron Man, Spider-Man suit. Oh yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's like five. The Iron Spider. Spider. They're not real crazy. In the Iron Spider suit, he comes off stage to the back of what I assume is a YMCA, and the minute he comes to the curtain, the mask is off. Yeah. And I'm like, and then when he's just like a YMCA. Then when he's going Probably back on stage, cameras. Yeah, yeah, and then when he's going back on stage, he goes through the curtain with it down, and then like opens and like, what if the other curtain the had been open? Last second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. There's a lot of moments where you're like, wow, he's he's playing fast and fucking loose with his identity, which of course becomes theoretically moot. When we get the uh, mid credit sequence, yes. which is... Um... Let's talk about... Yeah. <laughs> okay. J. J. Jonah Rogan? Thank God he's back! <laughs> so they, they set it up as Peter's hanging out with his girlfriend, Mary Jane, which is... This is, again, like... It, like Ben pointed out, it would take only most people 15 minutes to figure out who Spider-Man is, because now he's hanging out with a very specific teenage girl and just swinging her around for no reason. But then they come on the news to let us know that uh, there's a video from Mysterio... It's being shown on uh, the dailybugle.net, which I love that they turn it into... Uh, what was the name of that crazy guy who had it's that radio Wars. show? Yes. It's an InfoWars uh, uh, like parallel, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And they cut to it, and it's this video, and then they show J. Jonah Jameson. And what has to be probably... I was I can I cannot tell you how psyched I was that they brought back J.K. So, Simmons. It's the best cameo, or it's the best casting... In the history of the MCU, and that wasn't even an MCU movie. Sorry, in the Marvel universe, in the in the entire Marvel lineage. So to see it return is just precious. Yeah, I I, when they brought him back, I was like, oh, this is. Me and you talked about this on I I, on our Far From Home episode. We said like, I really hope when they bring in J Jonah Jameson, they have to bring back J K Simmons and just not just go with it and just accept it. And I love that they're doing sort of the Info Wars or like you said, Sarah Joe Rogan, like this sort of like just all weirdo who's yeah because if he was still a newspaper guy that would mean nothing yeah (laughs) people would be like what the fuck's a newspaper (laughs) unfortunately uh but they reveal that uh mysterio told peter before he died people will believe anything now you'll see and he has created a fake version of the end where it looks like peter is the one controlling the drones and spider-man sends them to kill everybody after he's killed mysterio and then he tells everybody that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And that's how the movie ends. So Yeah, which is a lot. Yes. 
And it's also, though, um, like, I get, like, I don't know, the idea that's, like, you know, we can, you know, anybody will believe anything. But it's, like, it's also sort of, like, a world in which, like, I really feel like it would take the Hulk 15 minutes to be able to be, like, no, this was an altered image. This didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, if anybody, like, in the future, I feel sure. like they'll have better ways to tell deep and fakes. The, the logic of it doesn't make a ton of sense, because if Peter Parker is spider-man and spider-man also has a drone army then who is mysterio yes he's 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 nothing well like he's and then the other question is is why would peter need drones to kill him because it's if he's not a drone master of 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 fakery then he was just like uh i don't know a former scientist (laughs) wearing a funny outfit like why would it doesn't make any sense the other problem Um, is is like spider-man assuming that like since we seem to be pretty day-to-day on like what happened with the snap and with thanos coming back five years later like people understand that like spider-man died trying to save humankind from thanos the first time and was involved in the massive fight was uh almost a member is an avenger was a protege of like uh tony stark why would anybody be like no, that's true. Well, no, Spider-Man is evil. Because it, like, makes zero sense. Like, everybody would be like, well, clearly this must be some sort of plot by a villain. I don't think that's accurate. I think people would... I think I think current current society would prove that people would uh, chomp onto this idea that uh, someone everyone considers to be, quote-unquote, great is actually bad. People but I don't know if that is true, that because story. there's somebody in real life who's very bad, and people keep being like, no, he's great. And he's literally bad. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Spider-Man birther conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess. I, I like where this is going. He was not born Spider-Man. Because a classic... He was born Spider-Mean. A classic third heat to Spider-Man in all of his storylines is that he's not universally loved. That True. by, like, the common man of New York City loves him. Uh, the police do not. Lots. The police do not. Uh, Jay Jonah, you know, feeds out all this misinformation about who he really is which leads, which leads a lot of other people to be doubtful of him to be skeptical to to treat him uh, poorly and he's never he's never just have this universal affection like a like a captain america would um which i i, I love and i'm glad they're bringing it in because I, up to this point tom holland has been an under the radar you know 16 year old whose only fame came from saving the entire universe so how why would he not just be universally loved so I, I do like the, they're they're finally giving him that um, that little like scrub, that little dirt, dirty scrub to his image, so that that you know you can get towards that more classic paradigm. Yeah, that. I wonder if they're really setting great. up a uh, sort of a Sinister Six style thing. You know, I, yeah. if, if his if his secret identity is out, will all the people that Spider Man had put in prison Which come for Peter Parker now? And uh, they've already sort of set up Scorpion and Far From Home, and the Vulture already exists. A two-part question, and the really, one guy is that the one guy ran away with the drone that's control. Exactly what I was just about to say. What's up with Mysterio? Because Jake Joe and Hall character, we believe died. No, he definitely died. He got he got he, shot. He, he's dead. He got but shot the, by his own the drones. The guy who was like coordinating the drones for him. Yeah. He, the the guy who was yelled at. The video. Who, yeah, yelled at. Yelled at in Iron Man One. That guy. It's weird the people they call back. There's only like one real person. And I was like, what a weird character to pick. Because why is he mad at Tony Stark? He got fired by 
uh, Jebediah, not by Tony Stark. Obadiah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So it's real weird that he's like, I'm fucking tired of Tony Stark being smarter than me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, challenged by Tony Stark's, like, uh, uh, you know, seemingly invincible scientific. I mean, he, like, he uh, did status. build those drones in a cave with scraps. No, uh, <laughs> I did wonder if they're going to have him be, like, the new, like, if that guy's going to assume the mantle of Mysterio. And they're going to do some sort of Sinister Six style uh, film. I don't know. Hang on, People I know just, Mysterio died. I just had a question. So, in the beginning of the film, uh, Mysterio and his team have what appears to be, I mean, just a rough estimate, like 20 to 30 drones. Enough drones to destroy a small Mexican city. 20 to 30, I think, is the general number to, to, to build pretty sizable monsters, but not one quite as large as they need for that final fight. Mm-hmm. But what he's able to do is when he has Edith, he calls on, like, Tony's, like, satellite full of fucking drones and Mm -hmm. brings them all in. And they compose the massive monster, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why would the drones in Tony's satellite have this... Have that tech attached? Yeah. I was wondering that, too, because I'm like, wait, didn't he build the other drones to include the the hologram technology? were were custom-built to do this. So why were the ones that Tony has kept on reserve also do this maybe not all of them had the ability to do the actual like imagery imagery like some of them did that and, and then it's the like rest transferring power like, the rest were just for like we'll pretend destroying yeah shit. we'll pretend they just they helped link them all together like a node system yeah, yeah all right i'll buy it yeah 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 they're like a, a wi-fi mesh system for like when you can't get your basement to pick up a wi-fi signal exactly it's great analogy thanks guys uh, I think that was actually all I had in my notes. You got anything else? No, I think that really covers uh, uh, my experience. Of course, it's always hard to create notes when you see films live in a theater. I mean, Sarah had notes. Yeah, I had notes. What's up with you? I, I, I wrote notes. I'm just saying, scroll, Ben. You really dropped the ball here. Well, I think real Ben wrote some notes, but I can't read them because I don't uh, understand your um, your embarrassing human screed. Uh, it's 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 impossible to just. Ben just say. has really bad handwriting. Mm. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it turns out you can read English. He just can't write. <laughs> His hands do malfunction. <laughs> well, why are you laughing like you're in Battlefield Earth? <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> I bet I you do, Scrawl Ben. I've seen two films since I've been here. One was Spider-Man Far From Home. The other is Battlefield Earth. When is our episode where we talk about Battlefield Earth? Never, because it was not based on a comic book. It was based on a cult's book. <laughs> Damn it. Well, can we start a new podcast? Yes, called Movies That Are Vague Scientology References. Ooh, yeah. All right, let's go after Earth. Uh, <laughs> I digress. So I guess the question becomes... We'll talk about those weird prosthetics for a very long time. For a very long time. I had another topic, but I forgot. Was um, it about after? Was so, it about uh, to... Let's get to uh, an important moment here, I, though I think everyone sees it coming. Uh, if you've yet to see Spider-Man Far From Home and you've somehow listened this far into the podcast, would you recommend people go see it? Sarah? Yes. Yes, I would. But maybe you probably should see it before you listen to this, because it's filled with spoilers. Probably should have put this at the beginning, guys. Uh, I will say, yes, def- I-, I thought it was it was funny. 
It's got good action scenes. They're a little hard to follow at some points, uh, but for the most part, it's good. It has a Ramon song in it, so that's like a bonus points for me. Uh, oh, that is my other my other point that I was going to say, and now I recall it now that you said it, uh, but I won't spend too much time on it. The the, the action sequences uh, in the first to second act are mostly just excuses for like huge bombastic like fire blasts and, and yeah and stuff. like jump cuts that are it, it, at one point he's doing something with the drones and i was like i guess they're fine i could not tell what was going on because they kept cutting like these weird angles that i was like what is happening so that was sort of a bummer those those fight scenes aren't great i thought the last scene as he's battling the massive wave of drones was pretty great lots of clever web web mm-hmm. play you know in there i definitely uh, enjoyed that because that's spider-man's whole thing is he's yeah. so smart and everything it was a lot of clever use of like geometry and like what angles what I, and like yes things like that what i feel the dc universe often underplays with heroes heroes like aquaman that have this really cool very unique power with like you know to fish call, talking call dolphins yeah exactly and then just be like sup dolphin what you doing during all their scenes, he's just punching everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's just like not a lot of like. Well, uh, yeah, every creativity. DC movie ends the same way. With a, a punch fisties. Fight. So yeah. Like, Being able to call dolphins Marvel, only gets you so far on land, Ben. Marvel's <laughs> always had a very good idea with their CGI choreography to create these very, uh, very elaborate sequences. With, you know, Ant Man shrinking and, and, and yeah, they're always like very and, uh, frenetic. Yeah, yeah. There's like, a lot like of I feel like all DC's fight scenes are very just like drag out. I mean, the the only real standout one that I thought was ever really any good is in Batman vs Superman. There's a Batman fight that's like cool, except for the fact Batman murders like forty people by like breaking all their necks. But it's a good fight. It reminds you of playing the Arkham Asylum game, and that kind of looks cool. But it's sandwiched in two hours and like twenty minutes of garbage. Uh, but yeah, I feel like that's where Marvel sort of shines. Is their fight scenes are more comic booky they understand the medium i think a bit a bit better than dc does ben would you recommend so, this? yeah i would i would recommend this movie i would have to say now that like watching this movie and them repping prague it looked pretty cool and interesting i bet a bunch of people are gonna like I hear, take a trip to prague now <laughs> i hear it's also very cheap go to prague All right. so you can get rooms real that cheap festival looks pretty cool there's also like a, a famous uh, like haunted doll shop there. I think. I think that's in Prague. Ooh, we can get haunted dolls. Like marionettes. So there you go, guys. I don't know why I know that. All right. It's vacation. <laughs> oh, bring me a haunted marionette back. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see you next week when we'll tell you the new, <laughs> a, a mini episode. What movie's up next? Thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Uh, sorry, right, Ben, yeah. screwed you over on that after yes, credit scene uh, but now he is a uh sorry i wrote some of your curse words down here he is a son of a bitch yep. mm-hmm. Ooh, quick before we go what kind of haunted marionette do you want i mean bald blonde redhead black hair brunette uh, <laughs> what, are, what are we talking here i mean i guess black hair maybe some sort of like really nice suit uh some maybe a vampire a strange kind of doll i am uncomfortable well uh with that uh, i i am ending this transmission uh thanks for having me on this um this i assume voicemail that you will distribute mm. uh and uh i'm off so you're an alien from 1994 <laughs> yes I, I only have a few more uh few more uh hours here on on this planet here so i'm going to uh, uh take on recommendations um i'm heading over to an arby's to try one of these Ooh. uh beef and cheddars don't I, forget I to go to frog so after i guess we'll <laughs> 
I'll report back. <laughs> good, good Arby's, everyone. <laughs>